Legends, Slouch Witch by Helen Harper, narrated by Tanya Eby. Chapter One The man didn't look like much at first glance, taller than me but weedy, with an oddly bulbous head perched on top of a white, scrawny neck. He was smartly dressed, with a suit and tie, but I should have known better than to assume that clothes maketh the man— I'd had some ridiculously wealthy people in the back of my cab in the past, and the most affluent of them looked as if he'd been sleeping rough for three months. Maybe that was why he had such a healthy bank account, because he didn't waste time on things like shaving or brushing his hair or, um, washing. Anyway, this man, the one holding a thin arm up to flag me down, looked like a strong gust of wind would blow him over. Judging from his pale skin, he didn't get outside much. Perhaps he had a fear of strong breezes. Whatever. I figured that one more customer would be good enough to see me through until the end of the week. I hoped, however, that he wasn't traveling far. I'd kicked people out before for requesting destinations that were going to take hours to reach. Not the done thing, but I have a life too. I've got better things to do than spend all of it driving people around and having the same conversations over and over again about their holidays or the weather or the latest goings-on in Enchantment over on Channel 5. Not that I dislike my job. Far from it. But I don't live to work. I'm not deranged. I pulled up at the curb and he got into the back, sitting directly behind me. Guttle slow, he grunted. Then he glanced at me and did a double take. I get that a lot. For some reason, people always seem to find it surprising that a woman drives a taxi. I have no idea why. It's not as if it takes a special skill set that I don't have because of my gender. Having some dangly bits wouldn't make holding a steering wheel and finding my way around a small city like Oxford any easier. No, my breasts do not impair my ability to drive. And yes, I can park. I've heard all the jokes. They're never funny. Men can be witches, and women can be taxi drivers. Big bloody deal. Absolutely, sir, I murmured, flashing a smile in the mirror. I didn't receive so much as a crack of a grin back. It suited me. The quiet ones are less work. I pulled out, making the driver in the battered BMW coming up behind me gesture in my direction with an angry scowl. Now, now. He had plenty of room to slow down. I reckon that anyone who gets irritated by something like that needs to sort their life out. If you're getting stressed out by having to break slightly, what happens to your equilibrium when your pipes burst, or your kid gets suspended from school, or your mom is diagnosed with cancer? It simply isn't worth the effort to sweat the small stuff. My passenger didn't notice. He was fiddling with his jacket, and his left eyebrow was twitching furiously, as if someone had attached it to an invisible piece of string and was yanking at it from above. I could have calmed him down, I suppose, but it probably wouldn't have made any difference in the end. Instead, I turned up the radio and got a hustle on. The faster we made it to Cuddleslow, and I dropped this guy off, the faster I could get home and put my feet up. We were just pulling off the main road towards the little suburb when I felt it. I hadn't even noticed him lean forward. I'd been too preoccupied with the bus right in front of me. But when the cold metal pressed against the back of my neck, I knew exactly what was going on. I want all your money, he hissed. Now. 
a gun. Great. Why did I always end up with the psychotic idiots? I licked my lips. Do you want me to get the money, or do you want me to avoid plowing into the back of the bus? I asked, because I'm not sure I can do both. There was a momentary pause. Pull over here, and don't think I won't pull the trigger just because you're a girl. I considered a smart response, but in the end I shrugged and did as he asked. I turned off the engine, but otherwise didn't move. Give me your fucking money. Perhaps he thought I was hard of hearing, and it was important to repeat his request with added emphasis to make sure I didn't misunderstand his intention. I pursed my lips. I don't have much. None of us ever carry much. You know, in case someone puts a gun to the back of our head and demands it all. Listen, bitch. All I'm saying, I continued blithely, is that perhaps you should weigh this up a little more. Risk